0: People have a natural tendency to sin. And yet, there is a right way to overcome that. Explained to us in the Scripture. Lawlessness equals sin. It's really difficult for people to live a lawful life. Because you're so inundated with sin, it's part of your fallen nature. Every one of us, even when you get saved and born again, your heart has no desire to sin, but still you are encapsulated in a body of sin, which is fallen in nature. And so you constantly have this war going on within you, a side of you that wants to do good. But then there's a side of you that's fallen that always has a tendency to do bad and always falls to sin. For a Christian person, that is a natural thing. For a person who's not saved, they have no battle and they don't even understand what I'm talking about. If I was to be preaching to a bunch of people who who might be saved and might not be saved, if you have no inner struggles with living for God, I, I doubt your relationship with him. If you feel like that everything you do is correct and you have no issues, then you've, pro- you've got a problem. Because we have a fallen nature. Okay. Now, this man of lawlessness that I'm talking about is the embodiment of sin and the and and the essence of Satan's mission on this earth. He brings with him lawlessness. That's what Satan does. This Antichrist, the Bible says the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in the world. The world and what you see going on is lawlessness. There's no law to it. And everybody wants to be okay breaking the law because people's hearts are twisted and we're in the last days. So again, I'm going to talk about the man of lawlessness as the Scripture describes him. Then I'm going to bring up some characteristics and Scriptural references that describes the man of lawlessness and his way that he is and the things that he brings to the earth you're going to see a lot of his attributes in people today this is the son of satan himself everything that god does satan tries to mimic just as there was a right time for jesus to have come and he did there will also be in god's timeline just as just as jesus came in the timeline of God when he should come, also in the timeline of God, Satan's son will come. He is the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness. He is what infiltrates people's hearts and souls today that calls them to do the hideous things that you're seeing being done today. And the Bible says that when the last days come, more and more of this action, th- these kinds of things would be prevalent. People's hearts will turn to lawlessness. Okay, listen at this. In the, in, the, in the Thessalonian church, there were some false prophets saying that the Christ had already come back and, and there was no hope for them. It's too late. You've done missed the train. So the Apostle Paul began to explain to these people, listen, I have told you before, you need to hear me. This is what's going to take place. And listen to this in chapter 2. He says, now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered to meet him. He says, don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say the day of the lord has already begun okay there was already these false prophets back in that day already okay don't believe them you see even the apostle paul is saying there are preachers and teachers out there that you shouldn't believe just because somebody talks about jesus Just because the heading over the door says Christian whatever doesn't mean that they're preaching the truth. There are a lot of groups out there that don't preach the truth. And people latch on and believe it and become lost in their own selves being led astray by those who want to make merchandise of them or want to teach them their own doctrines which are nothing more than doctrines of demons as described in the book of Timothy. He says, don't believe them, even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. I can sit here and name groups off who said that they've had a revelation or they received these tablets or an angel brought to them a different gospel the, the apostle paul has told us over and over again in the scripture not to believe those groups now there's so many of them and so many people are twisted up in them they don't know who's right and who's wrong because they don't study the scripture to know the truth okay listen to this don't be fooled by what they say listen for that day what day the coming of the lord For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God, listen, and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The one who brings destruction, he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God, it says right here, and every object of worship And he will even sit in the temple of God, claiming that he himself is God. Okay? Don't you remember that I told you about all this when I was with you? And you know what is holding him back. For he can be revealed only when his time comes. For this lawlessness, listen is already at work secretly and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. But the Lord Jesus will kill him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. What we have is a description of the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist himself. The secret of this mystery is the fact that it's already going on and being prepared in the hearts of men. And has been since the beginning of time. Ever since the Garden of Eden, when man turned against God... The moment that Adam and Eve turned against the will of God, lawlessness began to come into the earth. This is the way that it it happens. And let me assure you all today that there are two programs at work in the earth today. One, and you're involved in either one of these. It's God's plan of salvation And it's Satan's program of sin or lawlessness. These are the two things that are at work in the world today. And your life falls within one or maybe even both at times. Sin or lawlessness. But overall, your life falls into one of these categories overall. Every day we go in between the two but you belong to one. You see what I'm saying? You belong to one. one of these is your ruler. Either it is God or it is Satan. There is no in between. And you can't believe how extremely tired I am of hearing these false prophets try to preach an in-between gospel. This mediocre gospel That teaches you how to be good without you being good. I am so sick of that. God is not caught up in religiousness or ceremonialism. He doesn't care how many times you bow at the wailing wall. He doesn't care how many beads you slide across a string. He doesn't care how many times that you say the same words over and over again. He's not concerned about your ceremonialism. He's concerned about the condition of your heart and the relationship that you have with His Son, Jesus Christ. Is He your Lord and your Savior? Have you bowed the knee, not to a group or a mob, but have you bowed the knee to Jesus Christ? I'll bow before no man in this world. I will not bend the knee to someone. I'll bow the knee to Jesus Christ and that's it. God has a a timetable and we read that in here for his program. And there's nothing that the devil can do to change that timetable. Okay? Just as I said, just as there was a right time for Jesus to come in God's timetable, there is also in God's timetable the right time for Satan to appear as the Antichrist, the son of the devil himself. There's a time for it. Those who are wise in the Scripture can predict the time. We can't predict the day, but we can predict the time that's right. Because we're told in the Scripture that man's hearts would continuously grow cold and that they would turn away from God and that there would be a great falling away. All these things set the stage for the devil to come in. If everybody was living a holy life, we all would be offended and greatly recognize the evil that Satan will bring. But because we are continually being desensitized to it and being taught that evil is good and good is evil, we are now ripe and ready to accept the man of lawlessness. The longer that this garbage goes on within our country, the more... Let's see, acceptable, it will become to you as normal activity. At one point in time, homosexuality was greatly off- offended people in this world, in this country. Now it's nearly on every commercial. And now you see it every time and there's no one speaking about it. Because it is, it is, a, it is it's absolutely a mystery, the power of desensitization. How that you can be around it so much and you can and you can accept it as being normal. Now, strange behavior, men dress like women, men going into women's bathrooms, all this kind of stuff like this is now old news. And okay, we're moving on to the next thing. Now people are burning towns down and going into police stations and, and capturing police stations in which, let me tell you something, every single criminal, every rapist, every robber, every piece of evidence they got, now the chain of evidence has been broken. And now every one of those people are off the hook. Do you know that? When you go into a police station and you go into an evidence room and you, dis- and you disturb the evidence, there is a chain of custody that has to be followed. That stuff has to be environmentally controlled. It has to be documented. Every person that touches it. And if every person that touches it isn't documented, then that person that you've got blood evidence on goes free. So not only did they do this stupid thing out there, they also let loose every criminal, every rapist, every murderer, every robber that was held in evidence. Good, evil, evil, good. And now we're just accepting that. Unbelievable the times that we're in. The the scene of lawlessness is set. I can tell you that. The whole world is up on its ear. And people are depending upon their own opinions to decide what's good and what's right. Right instead of looking at this, this Bible that tells us what's good and what's right and what's holy and what's acceptable by our Maker. And this is what you get when people live by their own opinion. You get multiple opinions and everybody's afraid to say who's right and who's wrong because that's just not politically correct. There is a way, the Scripture says, that seems right to a man... But the end thereof are the ways of death. That's what the Bible says. So your opinion matters nothing. I want you to hear that. Let me say that again to be real clear. Your opinion has no meaning at all. All it does is create divisiveness. If your opinion can line up with the scripture, I'll say my amen to it. That's why I always say to people, if you're going to make a comment about spiritual things, you better be able to back it up into the Bible. Because if not, keep your mouth shut. Because you could be leading someone to hell. And God will hold you responsible for that. If you've not read it and you don't know it and you're not, this is why there's, listen, is why there's so many denominations. People have an opinion on, on what this says, but they don't know what it says. And so they voice their opinion. I've never met so many Bible scholars that's never read the Bible. Unbelievable. If you don't know what you're saying, don't say it about this scripture. In this church, I don't accept opinions. Well, you got to back it up with the Bible because that's what we live by. That's what we're being judged by. We're not being judged by, oh, Jean told me that I should do this. Well, Jean, if Jean ain't right, she just got us both in trouble with God. Do you understand? That's the standard operating procedure that God put in the earth, his Bible. And it's very easy to understand. Extremely Easy. There are only differing opinions about this Scripture because people want to make merchandise of you. They want to take your money. They want to run the church in a way that they want to run it instead of running it the way that God wants it. It's very easy to understand. Very, very easy to understand. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you try to come up with any other way to make yourself holy, you are are an abomination in the sight of God. If you think going and bowing before some some statue of Mary will make you holy, I got, I got news for you. Jesus said, I'm the way. You see, there's no opinion in that. Do you understand? If you think going and getting baptized is going to save you, you're wrong. I can prove it in the scripture. Your opinion don't matter. As I've said a hundred different times in this, in this church, you can say that fire doesn't burn. It's your, your your opinion. But the reality is when you stick your hand in it, it's going to do what? So what you chose to believe didn't matter anything. It didn't change the truth. What we need is an infusion of truth into people's hearts. Not their minds, but in their hearts. And the scripture said, and I read it to you, that there is a restraining ministry going on. A restraining ministry. Ministry. It said it twice, I believe, here in the scriptures that we read, that there is a a a restraint against the man of lawlessness from coming before his time. That, my friends, is the church, the true church of Jesus Christ in the earth, the Holy Spirit of God and God's people in this earth. The Holy Spirit is restraining. The man of lawlessness from coming on the scene before his time. Because God's church, God will not allow the devil to run his church. That's a very simple thing to understand. So while this lawlessness, the spirit of lawlessness is is coming about in people's hearts... Satan will not be allowed, his son, the Antichrist, if you will, he will not be allowed to come and rule the church while we're still here. Very simple to understand this. When we are removed, and Paul, he talks about this, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. The dead in Christ will come first, and those of us that remain shall be caught up in the air after them forever to be with the Lord. Your spirit meets your body and we're taken out of here. When we're taken out lawlessness, the man of lawlessness will enter the scene. Very simple, very simple to understand. That's what's about to happen in the timeline of Jesus Christ. You have got to be so ready for this. So what's some descriptions mentioned in the Bible about the Antichrist, this man of sin? First of all, in this book of Thessalonians that we just read in chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, it says this. Let me go down and find this don't be fooled by what they say for that day will not come until there's a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is the revealed the one who will bring destruction he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object in of worship he will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God the first description that we get is he's going to claim to be God He's going to claim to be God and he's even going to go sit in the temple and he's going to bring restoration because listen, he's the, he's the creator of all the lawlessness in the Middle East. He's the one that's in the hearts of people that's pulling down statues right now and mobbing and, and killing and mugging people. He's the one that's in charge of all of that. So naturally, he can bring order back because he can affect those people that already belong to him. Do you understand? I want to be very clear about this. People will say, oh my goodness, this man must be God. Because he's brought peace, a false peace, Three and a half years of it, according to the scripture, in a seven year reign. Because he himself is the one who controls the evilness that's in people's hearts. Very easy to understand this. The next thing, Revelations 13 and 6, he will blaspheme God. Revelations 13 and 6. If you go to Revelations, just chill out in Revelations chapter 13, because i got several references there. And I'll turn there with you. In Revelations 13 and 6. And man, these letter numbers are so small. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling. That is those who dwell in heaven. What do we see going on right now? Now this mob is after everything Christian. Notice there's nothing mentioned about the Muslims. Hmm. The devil doesn't want to attack his own. Interesting, isn't it? Now we're going after Jesus. Well, you want to know why they're not going after the Muslims? It's because first they'll kill you for it. And they're chicken. They're afraid of them. They know most Christians are roll over, not this one. But it's also Satan attacking the things of God. Lawlessness is beginning, and the stage is being set. Revelations thirteen thirteen tells us he will display miraculous powers. Let's look at that. He did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to the earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on uh, on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who, listen, who belonged to this world. What that means is belongs to him. The world is a reference for sinful people. That's why you hear me Everything every, every now and again, I'll say you can't be worldly. Because the world out there hates God and does things against God. They curse. They, they drink. They, they get drunk. They do drugs. They do illicit behavior. They do robberies. They do thievery. They do killings. They, that's worldly things. And the world that belongs to Him, He will deceive them. Okay. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. Remember that. He was then permitted to give life to the statue so it could speak. Man, we're already seeing this kind of stuff. How many people go, oh my gosh, Mary's crying in that statue. Oh, there's blood running down from that statue. People already get, you're getting primed for it. Has anybody ever heard them things before? Oh yeah, you, look, look who's doing that. God would not say say in His Word, listen, this is where people get gravely mistaken. God says in His Word not to worship any graven image. But yet, people's going to see this and go, oh, that must be God. And they will be deceived. They'll be deceived. he will come back to life. Just remember the thing that I told you. He tries to mimic everything that Jesus did so that he can prove that he's the Messiah. Okay? Revelations 13.12 says this about him. He exercised all the authority of the first beast and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast who was fatally wounded and had been healed. Amazing. You're going to see somebody get killed. Well, I hope you don't. Because if you see this, you're you're in trouble. You're in so much trouble. You've been left behind. But the world will see somebody receive a fatal wound and will resurrect. Oh, that must be God. He will control. He will rule in full authority. Revelations thirteen five and thirteen seven says this. Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for forty two months. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, spl- uh, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, though who dwells in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. This will be a one world ruler. He will control the world economy. Revelations 13, 16 and 17 says this. <clears throat> he required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast Or the number representing his name. He will control the economy. We're already seeing this stuff come to... I've went to places that don't accept cash anymore. Which means they can control digitally my account. I know of people right now... I'll stand in line and I'll go to pay for something. We're getting primed for this. The world thinks having these smartphones is some great thing where you can just walk up and and zip and there's my accounts and this and that. And everybody's got the plastic in there. Listen, you ain't nothing but playing into the devil's role here, into his agenda. Because what about when he has control of that? Whether you can buy or sell. They were talking about doing this in the coronavirus. There was talk of this already. So what, you know, my dad, old school dad, he said, listen, I, they ain't going to get my, my, uh, my information out there. I said, dad, you're way too late. Your money is, is out there digitally right now. We're, we're ready. We're ready. He will desecrate God's temple. Matthew 24, 15-21 describes that. That He will... Actually what He will do is slaughter pig's flesh upon the, the throne. Upon the, 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 the throne of God. He'll bring the desolation, the abomination of desolation. In Daniel eleven forty 40-41, He will attempt to destroy Israel. How many people knows that everybody's got a gun pointed towards Israel right now? Everybody's trying to destroy Israel. Daniel said that his agenda will be to destroy Israel. You see these world powers right now, NATO and all these other groups, they hate Israel and they want to destroy them. There are factions in the United States that wants to destroy. Let me tell you something. Let me make this very clear. If you hate Jewish people, there's a problem in your heart. Because our Messiah came from them. If you are anti-Semitic, that is the devil in you. If you hate Israel, that's the devil in you. You might not agree with everything going on there, but the Bible says He will curse them that cursed Israel, and He will bless them that blesses Israel. They are His chosen oracles, the chosen people to bring forth the Word of God. Without them, there would have been no Jesus. He's Jewish to the core. Be very clear about that. Look at the people who hated the Jews. Let's just look at Hitler. Look at what controls people like that. Look at what they did. He causes the earth's armies to fight against Christ. Revelations 19.19 And this is what it says. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the world and their armies gather together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. And the beast was captured. We're going to get into this. And finally, he has a destiny and all who follow him in the lake of fire that burns forever. Reading on to verse 20. Listen to this. Then I saw the beast, this is 19, and the kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. And the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Both the beast and his false prophet were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. The entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding on the white horse and the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies. That means Jesus Christ will speak the word and every fool that took the mark will lie upon the ground dead. These are the descriptions of the, and these are just a few of the man of lawlessness. Most of these characteristics are already going on in the world today. His agenda is at work in people's hearts. There is a restraining ministry. You're a part of it. The church of Jesus Christ. When God says the world's getting too, too nasty. When the timeline of God is ready. And you know it's got to be getting close because we're seeing all the signs. We're seeing all, every, all the signs. You know that it's getting close. And when God says enough's enough, the world's getting too dirty for my church to be in it. And they're turning against me on every corner. I mean, look at the early church. The early church was, was on fire, man. They were getting converts by the thousands a day. I can't get people to come to church for nothing. The ministry has slowed tremendously. Now people are more apt to go to a Buddhist temple than they are to a church of their Creator Jesus Christ. People's hearts are being torn in two and growing cold and calloused against the things of God. Violence is everywhere. It will be as it was in the days of Noah where violence filled the land. That's all this place is anymore. He says it will be as it was in the days of Lot when homosexuality and lesbianism and mass sexual illicit behavior runs the day that's going on too. We're here and we're now and we're in the right at the right at the epic point of Christ calling away his church. Are you ready?